Hey team, um, McCoy here again on the Real McCoy podcast. It would be a surprise if it wasn't me. Um, episode two. So I, yeah, I, I just wanted to get back in the studio. I listened back to some of my previous episodes, and um, man, it sucks listening to yourself in your own voice. Um, but I really liked that it wasn't scripted and it wasn't polished. It wasn't like the usual sort of military precision that I would usually have everything um, arranged in my life. So I'm like, let's just go with it. What I've also realized is that once I record these and put them down, I ain't going to listen to them back because then I start to second guess myself and go, no, nah, I'm not going to publish that one. I shouldn't have said that. But again, that means it's not real. It's not authentic. So I'm just going to blast these out and fire them out into the, the World Wide Web and, and see what happens. Hopefully it helps somebody. It helps me perhaps with just processing my stuff. Um, today, what I'm going to talk about is, I'm going to talk about Week in Review. Um, I realised as well from my last one, I got a tip that apparently I need to be set up close to the microphone and I can't turn my head away from the microphone. I didn't have headphones on last time, so now I've got headphones on, I'm set up, I'm good to go. So hopefully this will be a better quality podcast, guys. I'm, I'm learning as we go. Um, I've got somebody on the back end uploading these for me and doing all the, the, the work to get, get these out and get them on, online for you all. And as I continue and develop, I guess, um, I'll expand and hopefully be able to offer more putting things in and just thinking out loud, like the show notes and linking. I've got a link to that Tom Hardy clip I talked about in the last one. Um, but anyway, I'm learning and uh, I'm not putting any pressure on myself. And uh, here we go. So this week I've had uh, had an amazing week. It's been fantastic, and I just feel like everything in my life right now is just coming to this this climax. But I'm also conscious and aware that every peak will, at some stage, inevitably have a trough. Um, so I'm conscious that things are flowing right now. Everything's just coming into alignment, and these synchronicities are fantastic and I'm loving it but I'm like what's gonna happen around the corner and I'm not manifesting devastation and I'm not putting too much attention onto it it's just just a recognition just an acknowledgement that hey things are great right now they're not potentially gonna be great soon and hey don't forget McCoy that only only like a couple of months ago only at Christmas time did you have a fucking noose tied up in your bedroom and you were thinking this is it? So <laughs> I don't want to put the doom and gloom into it, but yeah, it's um, just these peaks and troughs, these valleys and these mountains that I often climb. Uh, I've got a psychologist that I see and she says, like, McCoy, you live in the extremes. You're either hyper-aroused or hypo-aroused. So you're isolated, you're depressed, you can't communicate with people. And then I go from the other side where I have this just rage and this anger where I'm hyper-aroused and just... Um, that middle ground, I don't spend much time in there. Or, um, I'm aware that when I'm in that middle ground, it's great, but the, there's, there's a potential to go to these extremes super quick. Um, man, I've just wasted, I don't know if it's wasted, but I've just spent five minutes already, I think, talking about stuff I wasn't planning to talk about. Uh, anyway, so let me talk about this week and the things that have been happening and why it's been so good. And I've just... Um, I'm working with this other lady and she's fantastic. She's she's incredible. Um, and she's challenged me to just look at my boundaries and being conscious of and aware of what I invite and what I accept in my, my internal space, my environment. Um, and the other day I was driving along, I drive a, a, a dirt bike. So I've got this, this, this bike that I'm driving along and, um, I'm like in Bali there are no there are no driving licenses there are oh, there are driving licenses rather there's no driving test the rules of the road are very loose people there's no speed limits people just can do what they want and um I'm driving along on my motorbike and it's just like a normal street nothing crazy it's not like a highway or anything and there's a car parked on the opposite side of the road and as I'm driving along on my side of the road this car pulls out from behind it onto my side and I have to slam on my anchors as hard as I can. I put on the brakes, I can't slow down any quicker and I'm right up on the, like, right up in the gutter 
missing by inches. And he opens his window and he's like, you saw me coming. He's like, what's the matter with you? You saw me coming or something along those lines. He, he shouted at me out his window, like angrily. And I never used to have road rage. And in the UK, where we've got rules of the road and you know when you went to give way and, and here it's a little less, uh, people just do crazy shit on the roads. Here I've had this, I have, I take my anger out on the road all the time and this guy said this thing to me and it just, I instantly went into default mode and I swore, I said something back to him and I swore, I can't remember what I was but it wasn't pleasant, it was just like a quick, a quick remark, maybe I called him a dickhead or something like that, I don't know. And um, he drove off in one direction, I drove off in, in the opposite direction and I instantly checked myself and was like, man, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, the guy was wrong but don't don't like don't accept that energy that anger and that aggression because now I'm gonna take it out onto somebody else in another environment or I'm gonna like I used to carry that with me for for the for, for days maybe until my my partner bless her it would come out on her in some stage and I would feel justified I'd find a reason for something that she's done wrong for allowing me to express this anger which I couldn't cope with anymore and um like just that emotional management, everything used to just come back to the person that you love the most, the person who's closest to you because they, they tend to accept it. So anyway, I, I, I digress. I, I am. Um, I quickly like within seconds I was like checked myself. I was like, whoa, 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 like, don't accept that shit, don't accept that anger. Process it, and I I spun my bike around. And I, I followed his car, and he was he wasn't far like. He wasn't far away. And I followed him, and I pulled up next to him, and I tapped on his window, and he, he turned the corner, and he kept driving, and he didn't pull over. So I overtook him, parked my car in the middle of the road, my, my bike's rather in the middle of the road. And um, now I'm thinking, oh, shit, this guy's going to think that I'm coming here to have a fight and kick off, carry this on. So I made sure, and I got off my bike, I held my hands up high in the air, spread my fingers wide, just like, hey, I come in peace. And... Um, he, he cracked his window a little bit, obviously, so I couldn't chin him. And um, I was like, my friend, I am so sorry. I had my brakes on as hard as I could. I couldn't slow down any faster. I wasn't going fast, but I couldn't I couldn't slow down any faster. I had my back brake on. I didn't want to hit the front brake too because there's a lot of loose stone on the road. And if I hit my front brake, both tyres are going to come out from underneath me and I, I'm going to be man down. So I'm really sorry. And... Um, the guy's face just lit up. He couldn't believe it. He's like, oh, my God. He's like, I thought I thought you were coming to come and punch me and you were going to fight me. I was like, no, I I didn't want to, I didn't want either of us to carry this energy into the rest of our days. So I just want to say I am sorry and I wish you a great day. And he wound down his window. He held out his hands. His smile was beaming from ear to ear. And he said, thank you so much. You're such a nice guy. And... I felt like saying, man, if you knew me months ago, six months ago, I probably would be shouting and screaming at you and wanting to drag you out the car. And, but I'm like, nah. And I would regret it because I know that's not me, but it's just this emotional dysregulation that I used to have. Um, so I was stoked. I was like, wow. And I finished shaking his hands. I got on my bike and drove off and then just went about my day and had a fantastic day. And I'm like, man, I feel feel so good for doing so, for doing that and I was like he's probably going to go home make love to his wife thinking about me thinking what a nice guy I am um and uh, yeah hopefully I, I I had a positive impact on his 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 rest of the day or whatever um and it just felt good it felt good it felt so great not being not carrying anger and I've I've carried anger and then miss Mis like expressed it in the wrong places at the, at the wrong people um, so I was super aware of that I'm saying super again why, did I, why am I saying super I did it on the last episode anyway and then I'm seeing like on the opposite side these interactions I have where I'm like man I'm not accepting that anymore I'm operating on a different level and um, like this frequency this vibration I'm attracting so many good people into my life right now and and I'll give you some examples of some things where I don't accept it anymore. And I went out, I went to this restaurant 
um, a restaurant bar. It's a crazy bar here in Bali, and um, it was reopening. And I, I walk in with a friend, and the and I'm meeting some other friends. And the first person I see is my 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 girlfriend or my ex girlfriend or I don't know. We I don't really know what's happening in this situation, but we're apart at the moment. So I see her, and I just get I get. St- like stopped in my tracks, um, and I have this fight, flight, or freeze response. And I, in that instance, I felt like I felt fight. I'm like, man, I've just seen you sitting there with your friends, having a drink, nothing's going on, but I feel like I'm, I'm face to face with a saber toothed tiger, and I'm, and I, my whole body clenches up. I can feel it. Like even I'm talking about it now, I can feel this knot in my left shoulder blade, which I've had for so long. This psychosomatic sort of muscle tension, and um. I just freeze, I don't know what to do, and she gets up, and she's smiley, and she's happy to see me, she comes over, and I I can't remember exactly, because it was a blur, I was just in this, this fight, fight, or freeze state, this sympathetic nervous system overload, where my brain's hijacked, and I think I was stiff, I can't remember if I hugged her back, or said hey, and then I said some stupid things, like, what are you doing here? I said, I'm just out with my girlfriend's, ha- like, having dinner. She never knew I was going to be there. There's nothing wrong with us both being in the same place. But I was... I, it's, it's an emotionally challenging time. And um, I didn't... I, I didn't I, I didn't react well. And I, I just froze. I froze, but had this feeling of I need to fight. Or I need to... Not, not fight. I don't want to fight anybody. I wasn't aggressive. I wasn't thinking I need to express it with with anger but my body was primed that's what I'm trying to say is my nervous system was primed as if it was ready to go to war um so I walk over I see one of my other friends a girlfriend of mine I sit down with her and then I just froze and I couldn't talk I couldn't speak my head then is now looking for story to try and justify and make relevant this level of stress that I'm in the state that I've just prepared my body for and it's like okay what's the story we can create here so that this is now justified and I can't talk my head's just story 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 um and this this girl who's a friend was so so disappointingly unsupportive um all she said was, come on, relax, let's have some fun, let's drink some shots. I haven't really drank, and t- for, I haven't drank since Christmas, just because I don't, I don't, I used to have a bad relationship with alcohol, I used to drink because it was an escape and it was a numbing mechanism, and I was speaking to a friend recently at a, a social event, and he went, I only drink if I'm celebrating, and I was like, I love that, so from now on, Unless I feel like I want to have a drink or I'm celebrating something, I'm not just going to drink for the sake of it. Especially not when I'm going through a difficult time in my relationship. And especially not when I'm in this heightened sympathetic state and the only way that you think is suitable to calm me down is like, just have a drink. I'm like, no, that's the last thing I want. And she started trying to push this cocktail on my face. And I was drinking my sparkling water and I'm just thinking... I don't want to be here. What am I doing in this environment? It's just this club bar thing with this girl who just not once did she say, "Hey, how are you feeling? How are how are you coping with this separation? Um, how, what can I do for you right now to make you feel better or anything supportive?" It was just, "Come on, relax. I'm here. Speak to me. Have a drink." Um, so. I, I lasted maybe two minutes there, and uh, I was like, I think I need to go. And she, her response was, I've just driven here. Said, I've just got a taxi here to come and spend time with you, and that's not cool. And I just realized in that instance, I was like, we, you are not a friend. Um, you are not supportive one little bit and all you care about is your night your ability to get drunk and party and dance with guys and do whatever 
I wanted to come here to catch up. I haven't seen you for a long time. Have a conversation. Tell you about what's happening in my world. Share some 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 stories and some conversation. And it just made me realize. I'm like, wow. I like I need to be out of this environment. I don't accept. The, like my boundary now is I don't. I won't accept that sort of behavior in, in my environment. Um, and I don't judge. I don't think she's done anything wrong whatsoever. But for for somebody to be my friend. They've got to give a shit about me, not just themselves. Um, and then I had another instance, similar sort of, like down the same vein. I, I went to the gym. I went to go and train with a, 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 another friend um, at her gym that she attends and she goes to. So I went in, and as I'm, I got there early, so I'm waiting for her. I walk in, and I see this guy who's a friend of mine. And um, he's like, hey, what up, McCoy? It's good to see you. I'm like, yeah, how are you, dude? And um, he's like, hey, I saw I saw your girlfriend out last night. I was like, oh, well, she's not my girlfriend anymore. He's like, I thought so. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, ah, I could just tell, you know? I didn't want to say anything to her, but I could just tell. And I was like, what do you mean you could just tell? And then this sympathetic nervous system is starting to get lit up. It's starting to think, how can he just tell? What's happening? What was she doing? And um, the, like the controlling mindset that I have, the controlling behavior started to creep in. I'm thinking, why is she, why is she out? Who's she out with? What's she doing? Um, like the fear of abandonment starts to, to creep in, which the only way that I've known how to express it is through these extremes of hypo arousal and go into isolation and depression and just shut everybody out or the hyper arousal where I react with anger and rage, um, which are not helpful. I, not, none, none of the actions are helpful. And then he just starts to talk about, this is great news, I can't wait, we're going to go out, let's go out, you're going to have so many women, it's going to be insane. Yeah, you're back on the market, this is awesome, this is great news. And starts to say all these things and celebrate the fact that, he, like, for me, he's celebrating the fact that I'm having a hard time in my like in our relationship we're taking some time apart and again I just was like what, at any point are you going to ask me how am I doing how am I, how am I coping with this how am I feeling no didn't come up he's just celebrating that now he's got a new wingman to go out and, and drink with and uh, that's the last thing that I want and that's the last thing that I need so again that's another person now that cool I know where you are I know where my boundary is and I won't accept that behavior in my environment um, because it's superficial and it's bullshit and it just it, it's not it's not a friendship it's a it's not yeah I, I don't view that as a uh, what am I trying to say it's just um, just this immature mentality of just uh, just thinking about oneself rather than being a, being a friend and being supportive and I'll talk more in a little bit about what I think a friend is or what I think a meaningful connection is because that's um, something I've been talking about with my psychologist a lot recently um, and then just on the flip side something else where I've realised that my whole energy and my whole persona is different is yesterday I was sat at a uh, a coffee shop probably around midday it's a coffee shop it sells alcohol it's like a bar too but it's midday and I'm sitting there I'm having a coffee and these two guys just walk up the steps absolutely hammered blind drunk I don't I, I'm I reckon they must have just been carried through from the night before because they were like incredibly drunk falling all over the place I've got a pet peeve of people walking into restaurants and establishments with no with no top on. I understand barley's hot, um, but for me, I just think it's disrespectful if you're going to come inside with your top on. I understand if you've been to the beach and you've been for a surf, by all means, go and sit outside, order your coffee. Um, but once you step it th like, through the threshold and you're inside the, the establishment, just put a shirt on. Um, and these good two guys turned up, didn't have shirts on. One of them didn't even have shorts on. He's there in his, his underwear. He's, like, standing in this bar in his boxer shorts. And 
I was just thinking, wow. And the the manager, this lady, steps up like a boss immediately, comes straight over. Before he could even ask for a drink, she's like, hey, guys, you're drunk. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And I'm watching the situation closely because um, I'm thinking, if they're drunk, if they get lady, I, I'm going to have to step in. It's quiet. There's nobody else really in the restaurant. And I want to support this lady for being brave to, uh, enough to go and approach these two guys who are shit-faced, for want of a better term, absolutely maggot drunk. And um, she handles it. They give it a little bit of stick. I, I step step out, out of my chair as if to walk over. And before I could get anywhere near the door, she's already handled it. She's got them turned around and off they pop. And then two minutes later, there's another place across the road. Um, I see security grabbing one of them by the arm and he's dragging him outside to this next venue. And I'm like, these guys are just going to be bouncing up and down the street trying, trying to get in somewhere to get more drink <laughs> at midday. Um, and I don't know why, I just felt I felt called to just go over and help them. And um, I, I, I walked down these steps and went over to the, one of the guys, and like, hey, mate, I was like, can I get you a taxi? And he was like, oh, that would be great. I've got no wallet, I've got no phone, I've been partying. And I'm like, yeah, you don't need any more drink, you don't need... Right, let me just get you a taxi and let's get you home. I was like, do you know where you live? And basically, it's just sorted it out. I ordered him a taxi. The taxi turned up. I gave the taxi some money. Um, and then it's like a... Like, we've got Gojek here, so it's like Uber, I guess. And once the taxi pulls off, I, I send him a message. I'm like, hey, can you let me know when you drop that guy off? And so that I know that you're safe and he's not going to cause you any trouble. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that you have to be the one to take him home. And the taxi driver was awesome. Let me know when he got it. Sent me a photo of the guy going back to his house, he's like, hey, I'm done, I'm safe, I'm cool. And I just felt good, I felt those guys probably, uh, I don't want to say they didn't deserve my help, but um, what I thought in that instance is other people don't deserve to have to put up with their drunkenness. So what can I do to help and just send them home? And I, I, I felt good for it. The general manager of this this place came over and she thanked me. I didn't do it for any approval. I didn't do it for any pats on the back. But I'm just trying to show you this contrast in like the energy that I'm now surrounding myself, the people that I'm surrounding myself with. I think it just comes back in... It, what you put out, it comes back. And I never used to believe in energies and frequency and what I used to think was like airy-fairy hippie stuff. But I'm seeing it tenfold. And uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's been great. Um... I was sat with my psychologist in one of our early sessions. She said, McCoy, what do you do for connection? I was like, well, I coach classes every day. I connect with my members. She's like, yeah, but when you're away, like that's behind the mask. And when you're not wearing the mask anymore, who then do you connect with? And the only person I really connect with, connected with was my girlfriend. And she's like, so you think that's healthy? Well, I, I don't have a problem with it. And she's like, well, why don't you have more friends? And I told her, oh, people are fine. My, my opinion of people is that people only let you down. And it's not a matter of if or when. It's a matter of by how much. And she was like, wow. Well, if you have that attitude, it's no wonder you don't have any friends. I'm like, well, exactly. And... So, so do you think that attitude's healthy? I'm like, I think there's nothing wrong with it. And that's my, like, I became defensive. I'm like, no, nah, there's nothing wrong with it. People, people are shit. And the less people that I let in my life, the less shit I have to deal with. And um, so, yeah, okay, well, that strategy, I understand that you think that it's okay. But you're sat in my chair. <laughs> you, you've ended up here and you're telling me that you have suicidal ideation all the time and that you're unhappy and you feel like this existential existence. Do you still think that your connection or your lack of connection rather is healthy? And I just was like, touche. Yeah, maybe you've got me. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe I do need to, to check in with people more often and I need to do things. She's like, well, what, what does it take to be your friend? Who have you got that are, are, you'd consider friends? And I could probably count them on one hand. 
I've got some amazing people in the UK which I love and respect and um, but what what is it about those people? And I was like, they're, I was like, they're just good people. Because but everybody thinks their friends are good people. What do you mean? And um, I gave her some like list of values of stuff that I need. I'm like, do you know what? I just think that. And I I love this phrase of, my type of friends are the people that do the right things for the right people for the right reasons. And she goes, ah, the right reasons, your reasons, McCoy. And again, I was like, touche, you've got me. I'm like, yeah, maybe it is my reasons, but they're also my friends, so I, I get to choose what my reasons are. She's like, yeah, you're right, but um, you, you've got to let some people in at some point. And what I've done is I've always, what I've done in the past is I've always cut people out, and I don't know, I've found it really hard letting people in, having that connection, letting, letting people get in close, because I'm have these deep fears of abandonment or fears of being hurt being being disappointed being let down um and that's something that i probably picked up from childhood some some traumas there along my my childhood which i've carried forward into my my adult life and um yeah i considered I looked. I looked at my my values. I'm like, what are my values? What do I expect from people? And my values use like words, phrases like honesty, reliability, loyalty, integrity. They're like top of my list. And they have been for a long time, and I've never thought there was anything wrong with it. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it now. But what I've learned to understand is where are those values coming from? And for me, honesty, loyalty reliability, knowing that somebody's got your back no matter what and they're going to stay with you through thick and thin, knowing that they have integrity because they will do the right thing even if nobody's watching, that they're going to live to their values which we share and we have in common. I think I still think they're great values, but I know for me that where they came, those values came from, they were fear-based values for me. And... They're fear-based because I need that reliability. I need that honesty and loyalty so that I it doesn't trigger my fear of abandonment. Um, and that fear of abandonment, of being let down, I don't know where it stems from. Um, it's definitely something within my childhood. I went through some something which I thought was no problem in my childhood. I'm like, yeah, my childhood wasn't great, but it was okay. And I've blocked it, and I, I I don't really have any memory of what childhood was like. And one thing that I've never addressed until recently was some some sexual wounding. Um, fuck, it's triggering me now. Um, and I just blo- I've just blocked it out. And I've for years, even when I was in the military, and I was going through my eighteen months or so of just weekly appointments with clinical psychologists and therapists. And they were just focusing on the current thing at the time, like what's happening in your life right now. And I'm like, guys, it's not, it's not situational. It's deeper than this. I've felt this just lack of love for life forever. And um, I digress. Uh, yeah. So with what this lady that I'm working with, she's in, she's incredible. And um, oh, it's probably gonna make me cry. Not too long ago, we were doing a session and uh, we talked about this fear of abandonment and we discussed my my sexual wounding as a child and she said to me, McCoy, there's a little boy still with inside you which is still hurt and still still vulnerable. And it's like, I w- you, the man McCoy, can protect that little boy with inside you. And we all have these inner childs, inner children. Um, and another friend of mine described it as uh, is the oh, I can't remember what they're called. My words escape me. Those dolls where they have the doll inside the doll inside the doll. And she goes, you can imagine like that we are we are now this adult sized doll, but within us we've got all these mini dolls which are 
have all stored traumas throughout our lifetimes. So when you are maybe overreacting in the present situation, it's not just that, it's the, the dolls within inside those dolls which are also experiencing that same pain, which can lead to the over overreaction or the deep hurt. And um, this lady I work with, anyway, I'm going through some stuff and we talked about things and we're talking about this in a child and she went, I, I, I want you to know as well, McCoy, is that I've got you. And um, she went, I've got your hand and I ain't ever letting go, ever. I don't believe in codependent relationships, so when you feel like you don't need my hand anymore, you can let go and you'll be fine and you'll be safe. Whenever you need it, my hand's always going to be there. And um, you can probably tell it's making me a little emotional now. Um, at the time, I just I just broke down, broke down like balls of tears. And um, just that level of security, I realised I've never had it. I never felt it, and I trusted her and I believed every word that she said. And I was like, this is what a she, she's a therapist, but I know that we're going to be friends. And I was like, this is what a, f a friend, like, this is what a friend does. This is what I need in my relationships. This is the standard that I now accept. I don't need everybody to hold my hand and help me go through difficult times. But I need people in my life that I can trust and I can be open and vulnerable with them. Um, and they're going to have empathy. They're not going to just want to smash alcohol down my throat or could be excited about us going out and pulling girls and doing stupid shit um, and yeah I guess like my heightened self-awareness I've dug into these things in further detail and I'm totally aware that I'm skipping talking about sexual wounding I'm not going to do that they will do that in another session <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I blocked out all these connections. And even with people that I have the utmost respect for, and I they are friends, and I know they've got my best interests at heart, I still, to this day, sometimes find it hard to, to just reach out to them, just to connect, just to say, hey, I've got some friends that are back in the UK that are messaging me all the time about, hey, let's catch up for a FaceTime sometime. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm busy right now, maybe tomorrow or maybe the next day, and then I just... I don't know why, but I've just been putting it off. I'd, I think it's because I'm I'm afraid of them realising or seeing that on the outside my life looks like it's amazing and it's perfect and and I guess I'm, fr I'm afraid to open up to people and go like, my life isn't what you see on Instagram, it isn't. Like what I'm telling you guys now on this podcast, this is what my life is like, really. Um, so this is huge for me to be able to share it. And yeah, I'm definitely going to start connecting with the people that I know do have my best interests at heart, the people that do love me. So if, for those that I haven't connected with, it's not <laughs> it's not you, it's me. Um, the, the old cliche. It's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. And yeah, I don't know, it's just been difficult. But I'll, I'll, I'll. So yeah, I've been looking at that connection, um, and I have, I have a handful of close friends. Um, I have some people which are extremely supportive. When I was going through my darkest days, um, when I was, when I was suicidal, and I was struggling. I had these four blokes, um, and I met them through CrossFit and doing my CrossFit role, and very quickly they became not just friends, not just work colleagues, but really close, like family, like brothers, and uh, I just said, guys, I'm, I'm struggling in a minute. Uh, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be off comms. 
I, I'm, I'm not going to be getting back to anybody at the moment because I just need to isolate myself and and I'm I say isolate myself like that because I'm realizing the difference between solitude and isolation and solitude is a place where you can retreat and you go to take some deep introspection and you start to heal and develop and expand isolation is where you're blocking and numbing and you're not facing the things that you need to face so I wanted to isolate and the guys then just um, instantly were like fuck that mate you, we've got you we're not letting you go have you worked out today? I'm like nah well here's your workout let us know your time and every single day they sent me a workout to do they were like just checking in on me seeing how I was doing the complete opposite of what I wanted them to do I was like just leave me the hell alone they just knew. They're like, no, nah, like he, he needs us, and I'll, I'll never forget that. Um, yeah. So thanks, guys. Um, and this lack of connection of what I've realised is that if I block people out, then I don't let people in, then I can't be hurt, and. It comes down to a lack of trust. I just don't trust other human beings. I don't trust people with with my heart, with my... Yeah, I don't trust people. And then... People have been saying to me for a long time that what we, what we see in other people can be a mirror of what we see in ourselves. And I thought it was horseshit. I'm like, well, what are you talking about? I trust myself. I know my... I, I know me. I know I'm not going to do anything wrong. Um... And then, like, I've like recently seen it in the mirror. I'm like, ah, it is a it is a reflection of me because I am. I hold myself to a higher standard than. Because I've made mistakes in the past, because I was unfaithful in my, my my previous marriage, and because I was. I did stu- I've done stupid shit in the past, so now I'm, almost trying to be whiter than white and. I hold myself to these crazy standards and I trust that I can't always do it and it reflects then as making other people accountable to my unachievable standards um, and it was just this was like a huge eureka moment huge eureka moment for me where I realised yeah I, I've got to give people a chance and I've got to be forgiving and like we mess up we do things wrong but we've got to be able to forgive it and we've got to also on occasion give people the benefit of the doubt um, but that being said be aware of being aware of what we allow what we accept within our within our within our environment and uh, this week has been fantastic like I said I hadn't really drank all year I had maybe the odd beer here or there when I had a, a surf holiday with my girlfriend earlier in the year. and um, But that's it. And then this week, I went out for dinner with a friend. I was in a great headspace. And I thought, you know what? I fancy a drink. And we had some drinks. And it was great. It was pleasant. And it was it was, it was, was just great. And the, the conversation wasn't surface level, super superficial stuff. We were... All my conversations and chats now were super deep and interesting and... I'm like, it's because I'm operating now on a, a different level. I'm attracting more things in. Um, I'm, a, I'm allowing myself to be open to these connections with people, which is huge. It's amazing. Um, and it's been a bit of a crazy, crazy week. Just some impromptu nights out and things, which I, I didn't see coming. Um, I went to go and just have a quiet drink one evening. And before I, I, I'm sitting there, I've ordered my drink, I sit down, I'm having my dinner, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have this drink, then I'm going to go home. And the guy's like, hey, mate, I'm sorry, but we're fully booked, you're going to have to go and sit at the bar. I was like, what? I thought I was coming here for a quiet drink. He's like, yeah, we're fully booked, you need to sit at the bar. So I move to the bar, and I get there, another drink gets delivered as I'm finishing mine, and I'm like... I didn't order any more drinks. I was going to have this. I'm going to go home. He's like, oh, no, that's from the table of girls over there. And I was like, astonished. And I've 
I guess the whole time I've been in Bali, because of my not trusting myself, I've made myself unapproachable. I've made myself not in a, I guess the energy that I've put put out is sent out the message to people that I am unapproachable because I'm unattainable because I'm in a relationship to this girl that I love and just this past week it's, everything's changed and flipped on its head and I've just been so open to receiving friendships and um, connecting with people I, I ended up having a chat with these girls and they were super friendly and I, I had no interest and no intentions of doing anything with any of them. But I wanted to say thanks for the drink and um, show my appreciation. And uh, I don't know, I feel like that was reciprocated and they, they weren't, they weren't desperate, they weren't trying to like get in my pants or anything like that. It was just a, like a friendly conversation and I was like, wow, this is super cool. Um, on the flip side of that, though, then from there I went and I met an old friend. I had a couple of drinks with her and her girlfriends. Then her girlfriends were going to some some other bar afterwards. And it turned into a bit of a late one. I went into this other bar, and it just reminded me of why I... Like the, 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 the darker side of the Bali, which I don't like. And I'm walking around this, this bar and just... Girls are grabbing my backside, coming over, trying to chat like, and I could just tell, I'm just so perceptive of that energy. I'm like, this, if I'm walking through a bar or a club and you're grabbing my ass, you ain't gonna be my girlfriend ever. Um, and if you're coming over here and you're trying to, like, you've given me the attention, but I just get the energy now. I'm like, nah, like, this is, like, you're a no-go. Um, and it was one of those nights where, I don't know, I felt like, back in the day it would be one of the nights where I'd be like, man, I'm on fire, this is amazing. And it had the total adverse effect for me this time. I was like, yeah, it's fun, it's nice to get attention, but what am I doing in this environment? This is not who I want to be. Um, so I'm really checking checking who I allow into my space and what I what I, where I where I put myself as well what I what I not indulge in but what I am um, what do I get up to what do I do where am I going is that is that serving me is that serving my is it serving me well or is it just a distraction is it numbing is it so it's been a really like a, like a cool week for me it's been a big week um and I just like I've met some amazing people this week and just linking up with people which are like I've just been fascinated by them and having these fantastic deep conversations um, and being able to have these platonic friendships where we both know there's nothing in this we're not like this is this is friendship and it, that's been something that has I guess challenged me in the past as well as thinking that everybody's got bad intentions and like when we second guess ourselves I've realized that I need to go back and what I don't need I don't I know what my intentions are I know what where I'm at so if 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 I'm clear on my values I guess I can link all this together if I'm clear on what my values are and I know what my intentions are and I can set strong boundaries for what I accept and what I don't accept into my space and my environment, that's how I gain trust. I trust myself and I'll be able to trust others. And um, yeah, they, like, I feel like it's been a huge, huge learning curve for me. And just understanding these things on a deeper level. Know what my values are. Where are my values coming from? Are they fear-based? Are they achievable? Are they realistic values that I hold for myself are they authentic to me once I've got those dialed in I know what my intentions are I know who I'm going to allow I'm going to set boundaries for who I allow into my space and and when and, and, and make sure I've got no mood hoovers sucking the life out of me and that's going to build trust um, yeah I'm super stoked I feel great I feel amazing and 
like I said, I've, I've had a few nights out this week, a few drinks with, with some good people and things. And I know that after I've drank alcohol, that usually follows the, like, I usually follow with a crash and the, the, the depression comes on and stuff. So I'm, I'm super aware, hyper vigilant that that's probably on the cards pretty soon. Um, but I feel awesome at the moment. And I woke up today and I, I said I'm going to be honest if I do the podcast. I'll be honest. So I had a few drinks last night and I wasn't, it was it was amazing. I met some fantastic people. I was operating on this new higher level, linking up with some awesome some awesome people. Um, and I also could identify the people that weren't so awesome, the ones that had the, the bad intentions I'm having the interactions and I just know instantly when I, I don't know why, but I know instantly when I just meet somebody, whether whether we're aligned or not, or whether we're gonna, whether there's, especially females, what's their intention? And um, I, with my, my girlfriend, my, I shook her hand in a restaurant when we got introduced and within seconds I turned around to my friends and I was like, she's interested in me and they laughed and they chuckled and I was like I'm telling you 100% and um, we, we aligned and the synchronicities allowed us to like, start seeing each other in, in, in more places and three years later we had an amazing relationship and it was fantastic but I just knew in that instance and I was out last night and I met somebody at the bar and I just knew instantly, like, this is, this is not a good idea. Um, I, I know, I know what your intentions are, and uh, I'm not aligned. I'm not, I'm not down for it. So I, I took myself out of the equation, and I, I went home, um, because I realised I'm, I'm, I'm in an environment where I don't want to be in. Um, why am I even telling you this story? I guess I'm sharing this because it's being aware of where, being aware of what we accept and what we don't accept and understanding our own intentions and our own boundaries allows us to make better choices. So much to my friend's disappointment, I realized that the night was on a path to nowhere. It was only gonna get worse. Um, so I took myself home and when I got home, I I really missed, really really missed my my partner, um, and I'm not ashamed to to admit it. Um, and you can think I'm a think I'm soft and, and think I'm think I'm a pussy or whatever, but I allowed myself to feel this hurt and this emptiness and this pain, and I ended up crying again. I was like, wow, I've never allowed myself to, to, to feel and to cry. I would block it out. I'd go back out. I would pick up the girl. I'd drink the alcohol. But let's just feel it. Let's sit with it. And it was awful. It was painful. But it was necessary. And it was a good, I, I processed. It was fantastic. And I woke up this morning feeling sovereign, feeling I know who I am. I know, I know who I am. I know where I'm going. I know who I want to join me on my journey and who's going to be surrounding me. And uh, I just turned, I went to our place and usually there's been fear when I go to a place. There's been a little bit of worry. How's she going to respond? And I just felt like, no, this is right. I, and I, I, I entered a place, I walked in, she was sat down speaking to somebody in this communal kitchen. And I just walked over, grabbed her by the cheeks and kissed the hell out of her. Um, because I just felt sovereign and I wanted to come and reclaim my kingdom. And I let her know clearly, hey, this is me, I'm ready. And I trust myself, I trust that this relationship 
can be amazing all the time and I'm also comfortable now that I'm operating on a new level so you need to come and join me up here otherwise if you want to be like you nothing's gonna drag me down anymore nothing's gonna pull me down on this journey that I'm on so I guess the feeling I had and that's that moment and the sovereign feeling I have was step up or step aside and and that's gonna be the the gauntlet that I'm gonna lay down um, or to, to everybody in my life now is cool these are my boundaries I like your respect you but if you're not if you're just a superficial friendship and you talk about superficial things then yeah I'm gonna keep you at arm's length or not arm's length I'm gonna keep you at a distance and I'll be pleasant and I'll be courteous and I understand that you're I understand that you're not gonna be my bestie but the ones that do meet me on my I don't want to say on my level because it sounds like I feel like I'm superior to everybody else that's not what I mean but the ones that are in alignment with me and where I'm operating from and where I'm mindsets at they're the people that I'm going to let into my life and let close and I have no problem sharing any of my thoughts feelings and what I've been through what I'm going through with you guys because I know I trust who I am and I guess that's why the podcast now is just feels right um to to be be able to share this this stuff uh okay that's episode done episode two done uh like i said at the start i'm i'm not gonna overthink this i'm not gonna listen back to them i'm just gonna fight it out there and and just see what happens um i committed to 10 10 shows if if after 10 I'm not feeling it anymore or whatever it doesn't feel right then then I'll stop but as long as it still feels right I'll keep I'll keep blasting these out um, if if it helps anybody please let me know I'm not doing this for recognition I'm not doing this for sponsorships I'm not doing this for pity uh, it helps me um, and I'm, I, I'm really hopeful that it helps somebody else um, so if it does, please let me know. And yeah, that'll be that'll be cool. Okay, thanks guys. See you in a bit. Bye.